Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Everything you remember must mean something. So what does that thought mean? Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello. Hello. Episode 99. Oh, so close to that big 100. Yeah, we stuck All a flame. All we've got. All the what? All the plans. All for plans. We should really make a plan, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's a week away, we should make a plan. All I'd planned for episode 99 was to say we've stuck a flake in it. Oh, very good. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it won't mean much to anybody listening outside the UK, but I think, mm. you know, our home listeners are going to love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe we're at sort of a certain age as well. Is that, is that still a thing? I, I believe home? it is, yeah. Oh, I've, good. I've made okay. visits to the ice cream van recently. I know what uh, I'm talking about. Okay. Um Yes, but but yeah, uh, next week is episode 100, and next week we'll be back in the same room together as well. We'll be reunited. Oh, good. Uh, because this week I am in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and Annabelle is at home in Snaresbrook near London. Um, in London, yeah. And I, I need to tell you about something that happened on the train okay. on, the, on the way up here. So I, I got myself a train ticket a while ago, and then... I've had so much work to do. I'm not going to bore you with sort of moaning about being busy and having to get up at ungodly hours. I'll bore you with that, Annabelle, when the microphone <laughs> isn't switched on. But um, I, 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 I got this train ticket and then I thought, oh, sod it. I want to sit in the first class compartment so I can s- guarantee that I get a seat at a table so I can plug my laptop in and get some work done. Right. So when I get to the train station, I go to the ticket office and I pay the difference between the ticket that I bought and what a first class ticket would cost. And let me tell you something, it wasn't cheap. Right. I'm not I'm not, sh- not showing off, but I just really wanted to guarantee a bit mm. of peace and quiet and somewhere at a table so, so that I could just work away because it's just been one of those kind of weeks this week. Okay. So so I get on the train, I go into the first class compartment and I find a little table on its own for two but I know that I'll be the only person on it. And I settle down, I get my laptop out, I get my phone charger out, I get my laptop charger out, I plug it in, mm-hmm. and nothing happens. Okay. What's going on there? The plug socket at this particular table doesn't work. Oh, okay. And I find this out as soon as I'm sat down. Right. Here's my problem, though. 
at the table across from my two, which I didn't notice as I was sitting down because I was so kind of wrapped up in my own uh, in my own project of getting settled. There is a family of four: mm. a dad, a mom, two kids, and one of the kids has got some kind of condition. I'm guessing some kind of mental condition, and what this means is he is howling out in, you know, quite, what sounds like quite a lot of anguish oh. fairly much constantly. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, which just must be, you know, awful for them being yeah. on a train and worrying about what other people think. Mm. Have you spotted my dilemma? <laughs> yes, keep going. So I want to move tables Yeah, yeah because the yeah. plug socket doesn't work on my table yeah but i can't move tables because i'm worried that if if i move tables they'll think that i'm moving because of their disabled son and they'll think you're a terrible person yeah they probably wouldn't even think that but you don't want any kind of possibility that they might judge you yeah so i've I've paid all this extra money so that i can sit at a table and do some work and I end up not being able to move because of politeness. You just and stayed. Not, yeah, time. I just stayed oh. there. And I just stared out the window for the whole three and a half hours. Well, I'm sure it's very relaxing for you. I'm sure it's good for you. <laughs> you sure, right? <laughs> and, and then something almost as bad happened to me the, the other night. Because I've been up and down from Manchester to Edinburgh. I won't, you know, go, I won't give you a full itinerary. I can uh, <laughs> send you one on social media if you request one. But mm. I, I, I've been up and down between Manchester and Edinburgh. And I was in Edinburgh the other night and I went to see my wife's show at the Pleasance, uh, which is the, the, one of the main venues here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And before the show, I went into the bar at the Pleasance to, um, to, to, to get myself a glass of water. And as I was doing so, I bumped into an acquaintance of mine. Okay. And she was talking to a guy who was in um, like a, a, a motorized wheelchair and she introduced me to him and I had a chat to both of them. And then this acquaintance's husband, who I actually know a little bit better, comes along and I have a chat with him. And I kind of turn to talk to him and leave the other two out. And we're talking for probably about 10 minutes before I realize I've got to go. It's my wife's show. So I say goodbye to this acquaintance of mine who I bumped into originally. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of bend down to wave at the person in the wheelchair and give them a little wave. Mm-hmm. As I do so... I realize the original person in the original wheelchair had gone and it just so happens that somebody else in a wheelchair is now in the bar. Oh. So I've just leaned down <laughs> to wave at a stranger. Really patronizing yeah, as well. Like, like I'm just sort of waving at people in wheelchairs <laughs> to be nice or something. So that that is the kind of week I'm having, basically. Whoa, it's, okay, it's really very bad. Yeah. Computer sounds are awesome. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port adrift. Please share your excruciating story with us. It can't be worse than mine. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. The first one is from Curtis in Santa Cruz, who says... I certainly have plenty of embarrassing stories of my own, I could tell. And while I'm not quite ready to share the word to them, I'll give you the tale of how I subjected my poor son to a drifter by proxy experience of his own. It was when he was in junior high school and a friend of his was preparing for his bar mitzvah. Another of his school friends and both our families were invited for the service at the temple where the 13-year-old Jewish boy would be recognised for his accomplishment. 
We all dressed up and were thrilled to be invited. None of us had ever been to a Jewish service before. At the temple, the rabbi spoke, sang and prayed, and we followed along as best we could. Finally, the rabbi called to the assembled people, Students in the class, come up to the front. We hadn't known this would happen, but as my son looked quizzically at me, I encouraged him, Go on up. He and his other non-Jewish friend went up with about a dozen other boys. To my horror, the rabbi started to conduct them in singing a song in Hebrew. She meant to call up only the B'mitzvah classmates and not all the classmates from the school. My poor son and his other friend were stuck in front of all the smiling parents and congregation members looking panicked and mouthing along to the words of a song they had never heard before in their life in a language they could not speak. I was mortified. Eventually, the song ended and my son returned and... We never spoke of it again. (laughs) I died a little death inside and had the certain knowledge that I was the worst parent ever to darken the door of that temple. Every once in a while in the years since, I would think of that moment and have to close my eyes in shame. I'm happy to report, though, that I finally brought it up a few weeks ago with my son, who is now 26, and told him how sorry I was that I put him through that. He was very nice about it and reminded me about his other friend who endured the same thing, which I had completely blocked out in my mind. Somehow, knowing that I wasn't the only parent to make that mistake has lifted the emotional burden from my mind and allowed me to finally share these stories. Oh, that's so good. Um, that I mean, that that is a great subject line for any story you want to send in. The thing we never spoke of again. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this is a quick one from Lucy. I'd bought scratch cards. Ten of them. I won four pounds. Hooray! Back at the start of July. But I was too embarrassed to cash them in until today, 14th of August. I felt I'd inconvenienced the staff with no benefit to them (laughs) and I'd seem smug and or greedy. That's amazing, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, that's that's perfect drifter behaviour, yeah. And this is from Tim Wood. Further to Jeff's request for toilet stories a few weeks ago, I had an embarrassing moment the other day I thought I'd share. I was in a popular Portuguese chain chicken restaurant in London and found myself in need of the bathroom. Now, I'm not a fan of urinals and cannot for the life of me understand how in 2019 men are expected to urinate alongside each other into a trough. So I always opt for a cubicle. I walked into the gents and found there were four empty urinals and one closed door in the corner. I tried the handle, but it's locked. My worst nightmare. An unspecified awkward wait in a tight space next to the urinals, trying to convey to each man who walks in that I'm not some weirdo who wants to watch them wee, but I'm in fact waiting for the cubicle to become free. I'm sure Jeff would have a facial expression to convey this. Oh, if only I could see you now. (laughs) After a few minutes, I think whoever's in the cubicle is being rather leisurely, so I give them a knock to try and let them know I'm waiting. No answer. Then I hear a flush and assume they must be done. No such luck. After around eight minutes of waiting, the flushing sound happens again. It's at this point that I realise that this is actually just the urinals auto-cleaning. It's not coming from the (laughs) cubicle at all. I decide to cut my losses as this person has clearly had too much chicken and head out of the gents in search of the disabled loo, hoping that may well be free. It is then that I notice the separate men's cubicle outside of the main men's toilet tucked around the corner out of sight. At this point, it finally dawned on me that I had just spent the last 10 minutes patiently and somewhat awkwardly waiting outside of a locked store cupboard. (laughs) 
alas, in order to get back to my table to explain to my girlfriend why I've been so long, I had to walk through the entire restaurant, no doubt full of men looking at me thinking, well, there's that weirdo who was hanging around the urinals for 10 minutes. Oh, that's fantastic. If that was my wife, she would be, she, she would assume I was dead. I should be asking the waiters to go into the toilet and, and retrieve my corpse. Uh, please share your story with us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Excuse me, do you have any wood? Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. Ooh, I'm in the stream. Annabelle? Yes? I am ready for a way in which you're not a fully functioning adult. Part 29. My unending ability to just pretend it never happened, no matter how mad it makes me look. So I think I probably have about a thousand examples of this, but the one that I can remember very well is because it happened to me last week. So as with 98% of my other examples, it happened within a 10 metre radius of my house. That's where I spend (laughs) 98% of my life. Now I've mentioned this before, but the back gardens on my street, the first half belongs to the downstairs flat and the second half belongs to the upstairs flat and it's a slightly odd situation and that there are no fences between any of the gardens at all you could just walk right along the whole of the back unobstructed i did mention this of this once to another neighbor and they said it was because of a particular bylaw banning fences on our street and they said it was such assuredness that it didn't occur for me occur to me to doubt it until now really and i did a, a very shallow google and i couldn't find the existence of such a bylaw it seems a bit like it was a rumor that once like became a fact <laughs> Anyway, the back garden that is diagonal to mine belongs to my neighbour, Evelyn. She's got a son that is two weeks older than mine. And she's got grass with a sandpit, a football goal and loads of balls. While all I've got is some old peeling algae covered decking. Say algae or algae. Algae, yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. I I suspect I got it wrong. So, yeah, I've got some terrible decking. So my son likes to go over there to the grass to play. And she's really easy going about it, to my face anyway. (laughs) So last week, I was over there with my son, just the two of us. When another neighbour, an older lady who I've never seen before in my life, came walking over to us saying, oh, hello, sorry I haven't seen you for a while, but I've been ill. And it becomes immediately apparent to me that because I'm in Evelyn's garden with a small child, she seems to think that I am Evelyn. Even though Evelyn is very tall, extremely beautiful, has an Austrian accent and is half Filipino. We do both have dark hair, though. So what I should have done straight away is correct her. That would have been the right and normal thing to do. But there was something about her saying that she'd been ill that made me not want to add to her problems by telling her that she was getting me confused with a tall, beautiful Austrian agent. Plus, I thought, well, I'm sure this is a quick hello. Like, it's just easier not to point out her mistake. So she said, so I said, oh, no, I I did wonder where you'd been. And she went on to tell me all about her illness in a lot of detail, but that was fine. I could just make all the right noises. But then the conversation moved on to a couple that had recently moved who I didn't know and some handyman that Evelyn had obviously shown an interest in before. So I had to like bareface lie as well, I was like, I, I couldn't just say, oh, sorry, I was just pretending to be Evelyn. So I found myself <laughs> saying stuff like, oh, yeah, the tiling is still a bit loose. I'm like, I must sort that out. I mean, I, I kept it to the utmost minimum as I was terrified of getting caught out. But then the worst happened because Evelyn's back door opened and she started coming down to her garden. No, where no. I, yes, where I was pretending to be her. <laughs> 
And the older lady looked at Evelyn, the real one, and then looked at me, the fake one, and realised her mistake. And I think she was embarrassed for me because she didn't say anything other than to Evelyn, oh, there you are. And then repeated the, hello, sorry, I haven't seen you for a while, but I've been ill. And I probably like maybe should have explained myself at this point, but it just seemed easier to pretend it never happened. (laughs) So I just did. I just joined in the conversation, but now just as myself. (laughs) So I now have a neighbour who thinks I'm a fantasist who goes into other people's back gardens and impersonates them. I'm just going to have to move house. Oh, do you think she's going to tell her? Tell who? Evelyn. Oh, I know. I told Evelyn. Oh, right. Okay. I've already confessed okay, to Evelyn. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a rumour you want going round about yourself, is it? <laughs> you, you had to get ahead of the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's coming for you. Jeff <laughs> Can you believe they just did that? Adrift. I believe you have exciting news. I have very exciting news. The badges have arrived. So you've got, you've got, your st- you, they're in stock. They're in stock. I've set up the online store. Is that what you call it? Yeah, the online store. And I tell you what, I could right now change the status from coming soon to active. Should I do it now? Why not? I mean, part of me thinks, why don't we hold out and have them as the centenary episode oh. um, commemorative badges? Yeah. <laughs> Because then, then it looks like we've made a plan for our hundredth episode. Yeah, but it is just quite exciting. It's just exciting. Mm. Why don't you? Why don't you switch it? Yeah, Should from I do it? coming soon. Yeah, can you do it now? Okay, I'm gonna do it now. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm cutting the ribbon, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Okay, so I declare. Let me just check the name of the website. <laughs> I declare a driftpot. Dot bigcartel. Dot com. <laughs> don't laugh. Shall I say it again? <laughs> Adriftpod.bigcartel.com. Yeah. Big I declare it. Click. Save. I wasn't expecting <laughs> the save bit, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's not, you're not going to have one of these things where it sends a text message to your phone and you have to enter in a code. <laughs> then you have to go on and say how many traffic lights there are in a picture. And <laughs> No, no, no. I okay. think, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm just refreshing. Yep, it's like the site is open. You can now buy them. This is so exciting. So, yeah, I, I will say I've changed the price. I think I said I was going to do them for £5, didn't I? Yeah. I was feeling generous. I've gone down to £4. Annabelle? Yeah, because they're amazing. Like I'm, I couldn't be happier with them. But, you know, they're four badges. You can't charge £5, can you? <laughs> no, really. so, I mean, no. So, so it's £4, but that includes this beautiful velvet cushion that they come sitting on, like yeah. the crown jewels. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you get some presentation packaging made out of plastic, paper and a staple. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, basically you saw the presentation packaging and thought, I can't charge, <laughs> I can't charge £5 for this. No, no the presentation packing is, packaging is really nice. But, you know, just, I didn't... Would you, you be able to, to incorporate into your home decor? the presentation packaging no. yes i think you incorporate it into your bin <laughs> <laughs> so yeah four pounds okay well that's plus, that's plus postage and packaging yes yeah yeah, yeah plus obviously P&P. yeah P&P, yeah. obviously yeah. yeah so yeah you can buy them now and they're absolutely amazing and i totally love them they're brilliant and they're very discreet as well which i like like i could have gotten for the big ones the 35 millimeters but they're they're not for us, are they? We don't want no. big bad. We're not big think, badge think people. Think about no drifters aren't big big badge no. people. No, it's, you don't want it to look like you're wearing a rosette that you've <laughs> won at a gym do you? No, no, they're discreet. They're very yeah. discreet. Yeah. yeah. 
and and, and also just like a a little like a masonic handshake or something they, yes. they're a signal to just in case there's another drifter out there in the world yeah yeah it's a yeah. very discreet signal well i think four pounds is a great price and they've been um the des- you'll see you'll see them when you look at but the design's amazing they've been designed by a fellow drifter abby perkis i'm going to give out her website address www.apcreative.design forward slash index dot html <laughs> you can just google it there's no big cartel in there though no no she hasn't got a big cartel no <laughs> can i just point out like you don't need to say the www bit at the beginning did i say it i didn't mean you, to say but it. not only did you say it, you said it wrong you just did two w's <laughs> you were lucky i didn't go http <laughs> colon colon slash forward slash forward slash no sorry there you go well, I mean, we're incredibly grateful to her because they yeah. look beautiful. Yeah. Do I have to buy any or can I can I have some? No, I'm going to give you a free packet. Thank you very much. Mm. Appreciate it. Appreciate mm. it. Because I'll give you some good word of mouth with that. <laughs> you know. And I, and I would like to point out that I bought more of these than I did the pencils. They're not going to sell out as quickly. But as I'm saying this, also, please do buy them. Otherwise, I'm going to be very out of pocket. <laughs> oh, God, every week for a while we're going to be... <laughs> begging aren't we begging people to buy these badges as long as i break even i don't mind all right well let's uh, let, let's see where we're up to okay. by our centenary next yes, week yes yes uh but if you want them it's adriftpod dot big cartel yeah dot com there you go yeah I, I, um, I have a friend who is coincidentally a drifter, somebody I've been working with called Dottie. And I was in an office with her earlier and she described what she was wearing as a T-shirt, but it had long sleeves. Now, I do think there is such a thing as a long sleeve T-shirt, but right. you have to call it such because yeah. it's called a T-shirt yeah. because it's in the shape of a letter T. The long bit of the T uh, is the body, yeah, the bit going yeah. across are the short arms. Yeah, of course. I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, that's why it's called it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I've always believed in my heart. Yeah. And, um, and whenever I've looked heart. at it in a dictionary. Right, right. But um, but she she seemed to take umbrage at the fact that I wouldn't accept her t-shirt as as a t-shirt as her top as a t-shirt. I mean, I said you have to call it a top or a long sleeve t-shirt. Mm, she yeah. said a, 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 a top is maybe something a little more billowy. <laughs> billowy. You can have a tight top. Well, you know. Any, anyway, uh, mm. uh, but but that that was just a little bit of something I needed to clear up. Also, okay. um, because I've been working in an office 
recently. Uh, here's another sort of office mini quandary. If I if I was to ask you for a normal cup of tea, would you know what I meant? A normal cup of tea, yeah, it'd yeah. just be tea bag and milk, right? Mm-hmm. And water, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said to me, "What do you mean by normal?" Mm. And I, th- I think that you know, if, if you're not listening to this in the UK again, maybe maybe then it becomes a question. But I think like the default cup of tea mm. is just a, a cup of tea, no sugar, with milk. Yeah, sort of a dash of milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Other- otherwise, you have to say, "Oh, a milky one," or. Uh, three teaspoons of sugar, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the default cup of tea. So it's not weird for me to say, oh, I'll just have it normal, please. I don't think so, no. Good, good. I'm very pleased with the way this little bit of the chat has gone, both <laughs> on the t-shirt You're not just asking me. I'm just one person. Yes, but you seem yeah. to take that as like accepted. Okay, good. Well, don't you want me to? No, no, I do. Desperately, okay. yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you something like kind of embarrassing that happened to me? Definitely, yeah. So this Friday, I am covering a film show on the radio. Mm-hmm. And for, for part of that, I had to, it's the film adaptation. Do you remember a, a memoir by James Fry from about 15 years ago called A Million Little Pieces? Yes, I do, yeah. So um, I, I, I've had to watch that film. Mm-hmm. I got sent a super secret video link so I could watch it. And mm-hmm. then I had to go and interview its director, Sam Taylor Johnson, who um, she used to be known as Sam Taylor Wood before she was married. She was a very famous artist. She then went mm-hmm. on to uh, direct a really good Beatles film, actually, called Nowhere Boy. And then she directed Fifty Shades of Grey. And oh, she yeah. is married to the star of this uh, Million Little Pieces, who is an actor who was just Aaron Johnson. Now he's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will have seen him in a load of stuff, Hollywood stuff. But, but basically they got together on the set of this, their first film, Nowhere Boy. So, right. and, and then they've made this uh, adaptation of A Million Little Pieces as a passion project, really. It's low budget. They've, they've put their everything into it. They've written it and directed it. Well, she, they've co-written it. She's directed it. He stars in it. Uh, they've got other famous actors like Billy Bob Thornton and Juliette Lewis working for basically the minimum actor's wage, and it's, it's a real passion project. Okay. So I, I had to watch the film and then go in and, and interview them about the film. Right. You with me so far? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I watched the film on my laptop, and I've been working early mornings this week. So I was a, I was sort of a little sleepy when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember when this book came out? There was some controversy because initially it was presented as a memoir, and then it turned out quite a lot of it had been fictionalized, yeah, uh, or significant chunks of it. And the author, this James Fry, had to go on the Oprah show. And apologize. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it was a big scandal at, at the time. Um, anyway, so, so the, the way that the director, Sam Taylor Johnson, has, has chosen to address this in the film is by putting up a quote from Mark Twain at the beginning. Okay. And as I was watching it all bleary-eyed, I thought, oh, that's, that's good. You know, they've, she's got that out of the way and now I can just enjoy the film. I then um, kind of forget about it until I'm on my way to do this interview. And I think, uh, I should mention that. That was a really nice touch. That was very deftly done. So I couldn't remember the quote, though, because I've been so tired. So I Googled it, and I wrote down this Mark Twain uh, uh, quote about, you know, the truth being 
uh, fiction being stranger than the truth or, or, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. During the interview, I say, I really like the way you addressed the uh, the controversy with the Mark Twain quote. Uh, that was a very nice touch. I then read out the quote and then asked the question, had you had that knocking around in your head for a while? You know, how, how late did you think come up with that idea? Mm-hmm. She says, Oh, that's that's not actually the quote. It's a, it's a it's a different quote from Mark Twain. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so you look like you just sort of haven't really watched the film, even. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of do- dozing off as I watched it, but I couldn't really <laughs> say that. I mean, because the truth of it was just, oh, I knew there was a Mark Twain quote, but I instantly forgot it and then just Googled it. And I, I obviously thought, oh, that's there or thereabouts. That'll do. <laughs> that, that so what, whatever lasting impact I'm claiming that oh. that quote made on me, yeah. you, you, you and I both now know that I'm just sitting here lying to your oh. face. And then how did you deal with it? What did you say? Like she she could not have been nicer. I mean oh, she really? she was uh, oh. she was really lovely, but yeah, um reading out a completely different quote <laughs> to the one in the film was yet another high point, point in my uh, my career as a supply teacher at the BBC. When you stop thinking, your mind begins to start loving. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Ports. Oh, touch it. Touch it. All right, on to Quandary Corner. Uh, yet again, I'm not in problematic. If it sounds a bit echoey in here, I'm in a very high ceilinged flat in Edinburgh. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm ready for the first Quandary. Okay, well, when do you want to? We got some feedback on last week. Remember, we couldn't decide the headphones. Oh, one, yeah, let's do that straight away. Okay, so uh, the first one's from Andrew, and he says that um, the answer is, so basically, the, well, I should just repeat what it is briefly. The person, well, the wife was very annoyed because the husband would wear headphones around the house and couldn't hear her when she was shouting at him. Yes. He says the answer is to get a pair of bone-condensing headphones which sit over the ears and you can hear both the songs and also listen out at the same time. My wife bought a pair for me as I used to do the same thing, problem solved. Bone condensing. Never heard of such a thing, have you? No, and it doesn't sound pleasant. Mm, mm. Um, oh, also, someone says there's a simple answer that she shouldn't shout at him. She should, if, depending on the, how he's using the headphones, but probably in his phone, right? So you should therefore phone him. Right. Because it doesn't matter if he's listening to music or podcasts. He's got no choice other than to answer the phone, listen to what his partner wants to say. Brilliant. He'll soon go to one ear. And he says it's worth mentioning that you can switch your phone into mono mode for exactly that purpose. But <laughs> it, it might work for a bit. That's great. I mean, I think that's a fantastic solution. And also, someone has got a much better solution than ours for that problem also last week. When you're sitting in a pub, someone comes to join your table, but then you, they then want to leave and you don't want to look like you're leaving because of them. He says that you should say, this is Ryan, when they ask to sit down, say, sure, I'm just leaving after this drink anyway. And then you've got oh, a little free brilliant. retreat. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's move on to this week's one, which is from Anon. Now, we, I must say we did touch on this subject slightly a while ago, but not exactly or any, any detail. So here we go. My wife and I struggled to have children. We suffered four miscarriages before we eventually cracked it. And oh, we now so have so three sorry. wonderful children. Now that we have three children, we're just about ready to stop reproducing. But what with the years of trying, 
the four miscarriages and the three successful pregnancies, we basically haven't needed to use any contraception for the last 10 years. Now that we're ready to stop having children, this puts me in a position of either accepting that we never have sex again or facing the daunting prospect of buying condoms after a decade of not needing to. How do drifters buy condoms? What is the etiquette? I'm a guy in my mid-30s. Is it respectable to walk into my local Tesco and buy condoms? Should it be done as part of a weekly big shop to try and hide it? (laughs) Do people buy condoms online, said these days? How's it done? With the most respect at least embarrassment. I've told this story before about being, you know, however young I was when I first bought condoms and feeling so embarrassed taking them to the counter and just like thinking in my mind, what else can I ask for so that it will distract from the fact that I'm buying condoms. And at the time I had had piles, but I hadn't, I was so young that I hadn't yet really learned to identify it as uh, hemorrhoids. So I remember taking the condoms, putting them down, saying, can I have these, please? And do you have something for, for a very sore bottom? <laughs> and I mean, it just looked like I was doing something very rigorous. <laughs> very sore bottom. What would I, just, I there's no particulars there at all. Like, what, Can no. you narrow it down a bit, sir? Like, in what way is it sore? Very sore you, it was like, would you like heavy duty condoms to go with <laughs> oh. the sore bottom cream? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, is is the internet not is the internet not your friend in this situation? Well, he, yeah, he does bring this up. So, I mean, I think that probably like some kind of discreet delivery service with nothing on the jiffy bag. Yeah, job job lot online yeah. is, is what you want. I think. But maybe like a weekly sort of big shop, you can hide it under things and then surely only the checkout person sees. And is that so bad? Yeah, it's quite bad. Mm. I just think anything where you can take human interaction out of it. You, yeah. you need to be taking the human interaction out. Also, I mean, I don't mean to pry, but have you not thought about the snip? Oh, well, yes, that, that is a possibility. Also, like he says, they haven't needed to use contraception contraception for the last 10 years. So they've been together like over 10 years. I think, <laughs> I think yeah. they should probably just like not do how, it. It's how fine. is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who are you kidding? Come on. You've got three children. You've been together for like 15 years. Do you really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've said this, but um, that—that's what I found the most sort of the thing that made me the most squeamish about Jamie and Cersei Lannister's relationship in Game of Thrones wasn't that they were brother and sister, but that they still had that much passion after <laughs> so many decades. Like they were both about forty. <laughs> that's much weirder. Yeah, than the whole brother yeah. and sister thing. <laughs> Okay, I think let's just leave that as buy them online and move on, shall we? Okay, okay. Okay. Right. This is also from Anonymous. My quandary is that I work shifts which change at 6am and 6pm. The guard room swaps shifts at 7am and 5pm. As I come on shift, they say, have a good day. What do I say back? They've worked 14 hours and just want to sleep. As I leave shift, they say, have a good evening. What do I say? They've just arrived for a 14-hour shift and they have a long night ahead. I just say, thanks, and look rude, but I'd like to be nicer. What do I say? Can, can you give me exactly what they say again? So they so as he comes in, they say, have a good day. And as he leaves, they, they say, have a good evening. But they're always doing the reverse. So he doesn't know what to say. Got it. Go on. If it's warm weather, you say... Hot enough for you. 
if it's cold weather, you say, cold enough for you. And can I have another one in? Yeah. If it's raining, wet enough for you. <laughs> there you go. You've got three options. You're so right. Just just deal with the weather. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to deal with anything else. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Problem solved. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or if you have a story you would like to share with us, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music. They have a new album out. It is fantastic. You have to go to Spotify or better still go to a record shop and get it. Go to an online one if you don't want to deal with another human being. But it's so, uh, so good. And they're going to be supporting Divine Comedy on tour as well so that's Man and the Echo back with, with a vengeance I guess you would say uh, also thanks to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our idents uh, Carla Gowlett took our photos and Kim Rainey made the artwork don't forget if you would like to buy an Adrift badge it is adriftpod.bigcartel.com And please join us next week for the big episode 100. We can't wait to find out what we're going to be doing. Adrift. Adrift. Podication time, and this comes from Ben Stephen, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. I'm writing to request a podication. Last year, I finally plucked up the courage to chat properly with a colleague of mine, Sam. We are both teachers at the same school, and I thought she seemed great. We got chatting and realized that we had a lot in common and really enjoy each other's company. It turns out she has some social anxieties too and loves listening to podcasts. So, of course, I recommended a drift to her. Oh, no. no. We we all know how this usually goes. She listened and loved it. Oh. Oh. Whoa, what? 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 Uh, So we could chat about Adrift episodes that we'd listened to. Uh, We also had a code. Whenever one of us had a scenario that made us feel awkward, we would say, I feel a bit adrift or all the adrift right now. Mm. Luckily, it it appears that when I feel embarrassed, she doesn't and vice versa. This was perfect. I really liked this girl and wanted to ask her out. So near Christmas, we went out on a day in central London and spent a fantastic evening together. It was great. We were sat in Covent Garden in front of the giant Christmas tree. The voices in my brain were screaming at each other. Ask her. Don't ask her. Of course, she'll say no. I panicked and didn't ask her. We walked to the station. There was a jazz musician busking in the street and it was my final chance. I asked her on a date. She said no. Oh. Disaster. I thought that was the end. But it turned out she'd had an adrift panic and ran away from the situation. A few weeks later, we went on another another day out. We laughed and had fun. We went on a walk in the beautiful countryside. It was a great day. 
and she kissed me. Oh. Amazing. It's sweet when it's, a, you know, if it's a long-term relationship, you're 10 years in, it's a, it's a disgusting action kissing, isn't it? Yeah, but revolting. Like in this, this scenario, it's just a beautiful, heartwarming thing. Uh, amazing, we decided to start dating. But to keep things professional, we wouldn't tell anyone at work for a while. A while turned into a while, and it seemed really silly. I thought she didn't want to tell anyone, so, anyone, so I kept quiet, even though I wanted to tell everyone all the adrift. It turned out she was having the exact same thoughts about me. So we told people they were all very happy for us. And we realized that we really shouldn't have worried. We've been very happy wandering about and bailing each other out of adrift-esque mishaps. Asking a waiter for the bill is particularly difficult for me. I, uh, I understand, Ben. We've been on a couple of holidays together and love a date night at the cinema. Anyway, we just paid the deposit to rent a flat and are about to move in together between the 23rd and 30th of August. And I wanted to let her know how much I love her. So please, could you put a cake? I'm going, Annabelle. I'm going. Oh. It's because I've, I know I go very easily, but I think yeah, the early mornings it. don't help. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> could you please put a cake an episode to my beautiful girlfriend, Sam, and thank you for putting up with me. And sorry for the mushy email. I'm having all the adrift right now. So if you're reading this, I uh, <laughs> plucked up the courage to hit send. Many Aww. thanks, Ben. That is a great story. It's I'm lovely. so pleased for you both. You found each other. What a wonderful thing. <sighs> you okay now? I am, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But as I say, a lot of 345 starts. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, as, as anybody who had to suffer through that story about Sam Taylor Wood uh, oh, will re- re- realise like, I'm not quite functioning at full capacity. <laughs> I don't mean like what happened to me. I mean, just like why I thought that was a story worth telling on the podcast. Stop it. It's a good story. <laughs> well, um, anyway, so congratulations to two of you. Um, my, pod, my laptop has just lap, uh, uh, locked. So I'm just going to balance the microphone. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Ben Stevens. I just wanted to make sure I had your full name right. Uh, ben Stevens, uh, congratulations to you both. Sam. That was it. I couldn't find Sam's name in there. Uh, we don't know Sam's surname. Probably as well. <laughs> Probably doesn't want anyone to know. So. Yeah. It might contravene some kind of GDPR regulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, congratulations to you both uh, sorry I didn't do a great job of reading that out I, I'm, ex- I'm going to edit this podcast put it out and then I'm going to bed for 36 hours um, but there will be another podcast along next week and if you'd like a publication email hello at adriftpodcast.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.